Hello and welcome to Ad Creeps, a podcast where we dissect and correct the TV ads that raised us, phased us, and amazed us. I'm Dee, and I'm here in the hot summer bedroom with my best bud, Al. It's me, and I'm also in the hot summer bedroom. Yeah. It's hot, and it's summer, and it's a bedroom. Yeah, we have several bedrooms. This is the only one we use in the summer. Yes, this is our summer bedroom. <laughs> I don't know why. It's only the hottest. for recording. <laughs> Yes, we don't use it for anything else. <laughs> it's been a while. It's been maybe a month it's since been a month. we re- recorded last. For the listeners, it's been no time whatsoever. You heard us last week being dipshits. <laughs> Just goof-em-ups. Uh, but I went on summer vacation. Yeah, and yeah. I stayed home. <laughs> you did your own summer vacation. To Boulder's Gate. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's a different kind of summer vacation. Yeah. Uh, I um, was lucky enough to do six American national parks in 10 days. Wow. It was a lot. It was very hot because it was in the American uh, Southwest. Mm. And also we went to Vegas. Nice. Uh, The only reason why I went on this trip is to gather more local ads. Ah, very good. That's the only reason why I did this. (laughs) So I have a plethora of local ads. Excellent. But as you know, Al, it is Clogist. It is Clogist. And I like the idea of Clogist where we have old files of stories in our in our ad creeps uh, folder but we can't you know we have to get it out yeah you gotta get it out you gotta snake that drain this is different though okay this is a little different because as you know you and i i mean i won't say maybe you experience this but many people do experience hyperfixation do you think i don't experience that <laughs> i was giving you the benefit <laughs> <laughs> because this podcast would speak otherwise oh my oh my god <laughs> This is a hyperfixation. Yeah. Oh, 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 there we are. And I, I tend to do this. Just, I don't choose when it happens. No. It just happens. Yeah. So we visited a national park. Okay. We w- we visited the Grand Canyon. Ah, the big hole. It is the biggest hole. Mind the gap. <laughs> we we did um a lot of canyons. We yeah. did Bryce Canyon and Capitol Reef. There's a lot of canyons. And Grand Canyon was our last national park. And when you go there, it's so big, your brain just can't it like malfunctions it's like wow this is very big and when i was there i was small i was like oh yeah you 13? went to go see it? yeah yeah huge 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 fucking huge big old gap so one of the things that i did that apparently many people do uh in the, when they visit the grand canyon is the first thing they think of is wow that's very big and tall and the second thing they do is think how many people have died oh Interesting. And that's, I was obsessed with that, that idea. Oh, really? Wow, okay. Well, I'm dark. (laughs) You know, I'm a girly at heart. Yeah. This is for the girlies, actually. So, because the answer is is quite interesting, actually. Uh, So I bought a book, (laughs) and it is by two doctors who worked in the Grand Canyon for the last 50 years, and they talk about every single death that there has been in the Grand Canyon. Wow. One, never go to Everest. No. <laughs> Two, the second thing that I did after going, wow, big, yeah. uh, was to imagine in detail all the ways that I could die. Right? Yes. That's, there you go. <laughs> um, so uh, according to people on the top of the rim. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, rim not, toppers. Rim toppers. Uh, happy pride. Um <laughs> Uh, There are two factors that contribute to you dying on the Grand Canyon rim. Gravity? Number one, being a boy. (laughs) Oh, really? Yep. If you're male, your chances go up. (laughs) 
<laughs> Interesting. <laughs> and they don't say trans or cis, baby. Uh, number two, taking a photo. A photo yeah. makes you die. And photo, you... Because you're, you're trying to get that shot. You are... There's so many people who are trying to get that shot. Wow. Now, I did buy this book and read it after we left the Grand Canyon, because if I were to read it during our visit, I would have not stepped yeah, anywhere near it. understandable. <laughs> I mean, I will say some people will do anything to get that rim shot, but um. <laughs> And you know what? I appreciate their work. <laughs> so this clogist is just me trying to rid myself of this hyperfixation. You're trying to unclog the Grand Canyon. I'm trying to unclog of all the, the Grand dead Canyon. people <laughs> within it. There's so many. <laughs> Are you ready? Yeah. So this one's for the girlies. Okay. It's also for the jocks. Oh, so, okay. So it's for the two genders, really. Wow. I'm not either. Too bad. Um, I guess it's not for you then. <laughs> just being non-binary over here. I think here. you'll like this because uh, there is a medical mystery. Oh, I do enjoy that. There's a medical mystery. You ready to solve this medical mystery? Let's do it. Um, we do have a great track record. Yeah? With oh, solving we... <laughs> medical mysteries. In this medical mystery, no one dies. Okay. People come very close. It's a mystery, and I wonder if you can solve it with me. Okay. Okay. Jamie Townsend was an experienced hiker and river guide. He had worked the Canyoneers, the oldest continuously operated commercial river company in the Grand Canyon, leading groups of adventurers down the Colorado River and through the Inner Rim. Oh. You know when you hit the Inner Rim. Now, when you get to the Inner Rim, you'll know. <laughs> you'll know. You'll know. You might not think it exists. Oh, baby, it do. But summer was always the most difficult. Because of the dark rock and lack of shade, the highest temperatures occur at the bottom of the canyon. Oh. As, you know, we're going to make a lot of... Yeah. Yeah, that's okay. No one dies, so it's fine. <laughs> Every thousand feet you move down, the temperature increases 14 Celsius. That's so weird because heat rises. That's, I know. <laughs> it's buck wild. Uh, for, so 14 Celsius is about 5.5 Fahrenheit. When we went to the top of the rim, temperatures were like 35. Yeah. And at the bottom, it was like 46. It's not that hot at the top of the room. You no. do need to go deeper. You do need to go deeper. It does go hotter the deeper you go. <laughs> That's why when you fill your enema with a little bit of cold water, sometimes it's really refreshing, actually. <laughs> <laughs> this means temperatures of 46 Celsius can be common at Phantom Ranch, a hiker encampment at about 150,000 meters below the outer rim. Wow. Phantom Phantom Ranch. That, uh, I think Nancy Drew went there. I think Scooby-Doo <laughs> people went there. Phantom Ranch. So the, there's a lot of trails that go in to the canyon and they end at Phantom Ranch because you can get water and food and you can camp out. Uh, you can get a, uh, mules. Oh, it's a mule ranch. It's a mule because horses don't do well on the canyon, I guess. Maybe Weird. they're too big. Mules, they know how to they're party. They're sure-footed. They are sure-footed. Though I will tell you in my book that I bought, the number of times a mule fell down on a person, many. <laughs> Absolutely many. Wow. So Townsend and the other guides are very careful to tell their clients about the dangers of the Grand Canyon. Hikers are warned to take, at minimum, a gallon of water a day in the summer. Mm. Countless people have died from dehydration because they were unprepared for the unbearable heat of the summer, so much so that the National Park Service actively discourages hikers to even attempt to hike from the rim down to Phantom Ranch. Yeah, I would burn up like a crisp, like in a Looney Tunes. Fuck, it is. When we went, so it was July when we went, and there was excessive heat warnings, but it was below 4,000 feet, right? 
uh, the number of signs they had of, <laughs> hey, chuckle fuck. <laughs> Don't even fucking think about wow. it. Wow. They have a mascot called Victor Vomit. Oh my God. <laughs> which is posted along Bright Angel Trail down to Phantom Ranch of saying like, Hey, you know what? This guy, Victor, he was a he was a good hiker too until he died from dehydration. <laughs> Is it vomit? Because it's like you he vom- vomit. He's from- vomiting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sometimes you feel sick and you. Yeah, you, I think you do tend to vomit from dehydration. Dehydration. Yes, yeah. yes, you do. In June two thousand four, Townsend's uh, believed his group that he was leading that trip was doing well considering the very heavy heat. The Canyoneers held a reputation for safety and earned the title by having taken tens of thousands of people successively down the Colorado. Townsend and his fellow guides were making sure that everyone was drinking enough throughout the trip. Mm -hmm. So this is your first clue. Okay. Everyone's drinking. Uh, They're not hiking down from the rim down. They have come down and then they're doing a like a boat trip down the uh, Uh, Colorado. Colorado. Yeah, okay. Um, But it's still really fucking hot there. Yeah. On a very hot June 13th, the group was making its way down the river at Phantom Ranch when a 67-year-old woman from Wisconsin named Linda complained of feeling nauseous. Mm. Then very quickly, Linda began vomiting. Yeah. Just like Victor. Just like Victor. <laughs> like they warned you. <laughs> Townsend suspected Linda was dehydrated as the woman had also reported that she had not been able to urinate for the past couple hours. Ooh. So this, these are dehydration symptoms. Yeah. The group made it to Phantom Ranch, and Townsend made sure to move Linda to the shade and encouraged her to drink. She was not able to eat dinner and unable to sleep. By the time uh, the next morning came, Townsend and the other guides discussed evacuation. Mm. Linda was continuously vomiting as she boarded the park rescue helicopter from Phantom Ranch. I could not imagine being in a helicopter and continuously vomiting. Yep, that sounds awful. That sounds awful. Could you imagine rising and just like, whoa. And looking down at the oh, Grand Canyon. no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so pretty. Uh, lifting off the helicopter pad was the last thing re- Linda remembered before waking up in an intensive care unit two days later. Wow. So she went through it. She went through it. Townsend was glad that they had made the call and saved Linda's life. A park rescue is no joke. The NPS helicopters can only be deployed during daylight time. Mm. But during the summer, the hot air also puts rescues at certain locations within the canyon at risk. If a Grand Canyon adventurer goes into distress at the wrong time or at the wrong place, this could mean they die before the helicopter gets to be deployed. So, of course, they don't send a helicopter down in the dark. Yeah. They won't be able to. And it gets so hot, I guess the thermals? <laughs> I'm using my Animorphs knowledge. Wow. The, From when Tobias was a yeah, hawk. Yeah, when he was constantly a hawk. And he was <laughs> obsessed with the thermals. It just, it bucks the helicopter and they aren't able to land or anything. Wow. Yeah. So, like, if you get sick at the wrong time, it's curtains. Yep. It's donezo. It's so easy to die in this world. But then... <laughs> Wow. Man, it's so easy to die. (laughs) But then... That was very Melvin of you, (laughs) by the way. (laughs) But then one of Linda's friends, a 70-year-old named Francine, reported to Townsend that she was also feeling under the weather. Oh, boy. She had already suffered an injury the night before when she was peeing in the river, as required by the National Park Service, but slipped and... Sorry, the injury was required or the peeing in the The river was required? Oh yeah! In order to go down down the Colorado River, you gotta break your wrist. <laughs> How did she hurt herself while she was peeing? Uh, so she fished him up there. Oh. 
<laughs> yeah, man. So when you're peeing in the river, um, hmm. you got to open wide because you get a little fish in there and then that's a little snack for you later. <laughs> it's nature's refrigerator. It's not. <laughs> well, actually, it's the opposite, huh? Nature's kiln. Nature's oven. <laughs> uh, she just slipped on river rock and she broke her. You know, yeah. it could happen to anyone. But like, okay, camping. So I my my thing of camping is yeah. I always go to a place with toilets and stuff, right? Yeah. Because that's... Not that's, my experience. That's like, exactly. That's not your experience. <laughs> I When we were camping uh, in national parks, so like, nah, no toilets. So you have to have gray water. What's yeah. The, the gray water you have to get rid of in a very specific place. Yeah. I did not. I've never experienced that. And the park service says if you're gonna piss, piss in a piss in a river. Wow. Yeah. This was also not my experience no. hiking as a child. No. no. In which I think I had I had such a hard time peeing outside, like yeah. peeing in a non-toilet situation as yeah. a child. And I think the easiest way for me to do it was just to sit on a log. Oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah. And then you get all. Well, it doesn't really get on you. It just runs down the log. Man, I gotta fi- I gotta finesse my technique because I peed a bunch uh, when we were hiking. We did a, like a five hour hike yeah. in arches, and every time I peed, like it would just splash on my ankles. Yeah, you gotta be so careful. You gotta get the technique. How right. do you? I gotta look this you, up. First of all, you need a wide stance. Oh, a wide stance. How tall are you? Well, you're, I mean... Do you want to squat down all the yeah. way? Okay. I mean, it does help if you squat down all the way. Okay. And then also, I think you need to sort of, like, you need to really be concentrating on the intensity of the stream. Does it have to be a hard stream or a soft stream? Well, if it's a soft stream, I think you're not going to splash your ankles so much. Oh. But also, it's easier to not splash your ankles because your ankles are far away. Now, you don't want to be so squatted down yeah. that your ass and thighs are now in the splash That's, zone. That was my problem. Yeah. So, wide stance, you want, you want a mid-squat. You want a mid-squat. I gotta practice that. And you wanna make sure that your shorts and underwear are. That was fine. That was okay. Out the scenario. But like, I was, and we hadn't showered for a long time. Yeah. So it just like, we, I smelled like pee pee. Just we smelled like pee pee. I smelled yeah, like pee pee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, I've, I've wiped myself with leaves before <laughs> when I was a child. We did bring toilet paper and we did carry it out because that's what you're supposed to do. Yes. There's a lot of places that we saw people were just leaving toilet paper everywhere. That's wild. I did pee on a cactus. Hey. So that was kind of Now it'll keep that pee inside of it like it does with water. That's what I was thinking. And then, it, you know. So when someone was dehydrated and they eat a cactus, then it's piss cactus. Oh. <laughs> I don't like that very it's much. Too bad. It's happening. <laughs> uh, so Francine, she peed. Uh, she hurt her wrist. Wow. Oh, no. Shame. Ouch, 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 ouch. And then after that, she reported that she didn't want to go pee again. Because she hurt herself. Because she hurt herself, right? Yeah. This is another clue. <laughs> like the first lady, she was having trouble peeing. She's having trouble peeing. She didn't want to admit it. Because she got a fish up there. <laughs> Wait, where? The bladder? No. I guess if it's in your vagina. <laughs> if you have a fish in your vagina. If you're sitting in the river. Yeah. you. It's going wherever it's it going wants. It's going. <laughs> that's right. That's right. You don't want to give it a chance. <laughs> Boy, oh boy. I mean, I did have tin fish yesterday, so I could understand having a little snack. Ah! Anyway. What, what is your what, what ah. is your nethers but a nature sardine can? <laughs> That's very gender affirming. Thank you. <laughs> At Phantom Ranch, the temperatures were hitting 40 Celsius. That's about 104 in the shade. Mm. 
Townsend gave Francine a soda and began to talk to her about her medical history and current condition. It was reported by the guides that Francine's husband was trying to downplay her illness, saying that, quote, she was tough and she would recover and do great. Because he didn't want her to ruin his trip. Exactly. Yeah. It's really expensive. Townsend still offered Francine to call a helicopter get to get her out of the canyon. Again, Phantom Ranch was one of the few places that they could guarantee a landing. So if you need to get rescued, this would be the place to do it. Francine declined the rescue. She was traveling with her husband and two adult children and did not want to miss out on such an anticipated and expensive trip. Yeah. It's like, it's, yeah, well. Mm-hmm. Let her ride the donkey. By the way, this <laughs> <laughs> mule... Oh, um, sorry. <laughs> they're very touchy about that. Oh, really? Yeah, they're very touchy. Yeah. Not donkeys, mule. This is happening as the first woman is being airlifted. This is bad. It's this very feels bad. bad. This, this feels like a Titanic scenario to me. It's going to get worse, oh, bucko. No. <laughs> Townsend did not press Francine harder. It was not easy to eject a paying customer from a trip just because she felt a little nauseous. Yeah. But as soon as the Canyoneers rig departed Phantom, Phantom Ranch... Francine had a hard time keeping fluids down. Oh, no. She could barely eat. And then, just like Linda, she began to vomit. Her deterioration happened so quickly, within minutes her speech became uh, gibberish, she became confused, and then she went into convulsions on the boat deck as 18 other passengers watched. Yikes. Very, very quick. Very scary. And here's the thing, like, again, you go dehydration, right? But she was drinking the entire time. The other weird thing is Linda, I don't know if I mentioned, Linda and Francine were friends. Oh. So they were always together. So that's part of it. It is part of it. It's another clue. Sorry, do you know the answer to this Yes, mystery? I do. Oh, yes, okay. I do. And I just have to... Okay. <laughs> oh, no. This is unsolved. <laughs> but we're going to solve it like the baby. Like the baby. Yeah, we're going to solve we it. solved really we well. We did solve it so good. <laughs> Quote, I laid this lady in a tarp, Townsend reported. She was puking on me, pissing on me, and shitting on me. Ugh. Then it all stopped. Her eyes rolled back in her head. They turned orange. Ooh. She had lockjaw. It was horrible. Tetanus. More, more clues. More clues. Francine became unresponsive in apparent coma. Townsend and the other guides provided life support as other Kenyanier guides battled with a satellite phone. Huh. Because they were so deep in the canyon, they couldn't connect. The book said that they couldn't see enough sky. Oh. Because the canyon was so, it was so, the walls were so close. And they're on a boat. And they're on a fucking boat. Townsend had the... F- to ferry the big boat back and forth from shore to shore, continuing down the upper Granite Gorge before finally able to connect with the park's dispatcher Mm. for a second time. Wow. Could you imagine being the park's dispatcher and you've already airlifted a lady? Another one. Yeah. What are you doing to these ladies? (laughs) At 6 p.m., the Canyoners finally found a spot where another search and rescue helicopter could land. And 6 p.m. is kind of the ending time for when you could take out someone Mm -hmm, because it's getting dark. Townsend and the other guides were frazzled, having back-to-back rescues with two women who were suffering from the same mystery illness had them stumped. Both Linda and Francine had been drinking enough. Many of the symptoms did not line up with classic dehydration. Had something else gotten the two women sick? Was there something in the river? Fish got up there. (laughs) I have the answer. <laughs> We've been talking about it the I've whole time. It. Sometimes it's just too salty. Yeah. It's too salty up there. <laughs> Cholera? Cholera. That's a good one. Ooh, that's a very good one. <laughs> Almost immediately after the helicopter left with Francine. Oh, no. The third friend. Old lady? 
a 68-year-old lady named Louise also reported that she had been feeling ill. You know what I bet it is? What? They're just on their periods. <laughs> no, no, no. They're having hot flashes. <laughs> Again, these three ladies did not die. It's okay, but... Townsend did a quick check-in. Yeah, she had been drinking plenty of fluids, more than enough to replace what she had been losing to sweat. She had only eaten a small piece of a banana and a few crackers for dinner the last night. The guys encouraged her to sip more fluids and eat some salty snacks like peanuts. Mm -hmm. They really encourage a, a salty gorp. Yeah, we, you know what? We love a salty we gorp. We love a salty gorp. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good drag name. Salty gorp. Salty gorp. That is really good. Louise's increasing nausea made it eating quickly impossible. And within minutes, she was barfing and peeing and pooping. She became confused and restless. Oh, no. As the sun began to set. And again, they had at 6 p.m., they had just rescued Francine. Louise collapsed into convulsions. So the wet bulb? Ooh, that's a really good guess. No, it is not wet bulb. Mm. What? Okay, okay. I didn't realize wet bulb is literally like a measurement that they take where they wrap a bulb, like a light bulb, in a water towel. Yeah. That's nuts. It's wild. Now, these ladies were sweating. They were sweating. They were sweating. They were sweating. Townsend hit the satellite phone and dialed into the park dispatch, but because the sun had set, search and rescue were no longer able to make an emergency flight into the canyon. That's so scary. So scary. Fucking God. 4 a.m., Townsend tried to contact Arizona Department of Safety, hoping that since this was quickly becoming a life or death situation, DPS would be able to risk <laughs> sending, <laughs> sending out a state helicopter. They had four. <laughs> Luckily, Townsend Contact was able to send one of Arizona's rescue helicopters, and within an hour, non-responsive Louise was sent off to the Flagstaff Medical Center. Townsend and DPS had just saved her life. Wow. Townsend admitted later, this was one of the worst days of my life. Yeah, I mean, understandable. You've been shit on, pissed on, <laughs> barfed on. Also, uh, he says that like he has never, he's heard of other times where they'd have to airlift a person, but this is three women. Yeah. They were so careful making sure everyone was drinking enough, and this like it's never happened before. Well, you know, women, there's just no pleasing them. Am I right? <laughs> my wife! Especially the bottom of the canyon, baby. <laughs> So three women, all in their late 60s and early 70s, fell ill in the exact same way. So what had they shared in common? Was it a virus, a bacteria? Was it something they had contracted before the trip? Was it something they ate at Phantom Ranch? So here's a couple clues for you. Okay. Appetites for food dropped off even as they drank. Their impulses to urinate also diminished even as they continued to drink. And two days in the journey, all three women complained of feeling bloated, anxious, nauseous, and had constant headaches before vomiting. Pregnant. <laughs> yes! With fish! <laughs> so what was the culprit? Um, did they get hosed the night before they went? Oh, that's a good guess. No, they were not drunk. Oh, mm. that's really good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, diphtheria. This is something that I found so interesting that could happen. Are you ready? I'm ready. I, I need to know. The three women had not been dehydrated. They had been overhydrated. Oh! Because all, all the water got up in there when they sat in the river. Got, <laughs> yeah! Did you know your vagina acts like a straw? You gotta be careful. <laughs> you gotta be so careful. You ever go in a pool and then when you come out, the water level's a little bit lower? It's in you. <laughs> it's in you. <laughs> now, I know what you're thinking. Isn't the penis the straw one? Because <laughs> it looks like it. No. But you'd be wrong. You'd be wrong. 
This is a common misconception. <laughs> Again, these ladies didn't die. That's fine. <laughs> Great. <laughs> All three had suffered from, and it's called water intoxication. Oh, wow. They had been drinking so much that the sodium in their bloodstream diluted so much that the brain began to swell. Even though the three men, women were saved in the ICU, others were not so lucky. They were gone off that clear stuff. It's They were going for it. <laughs> So here's the thing, like, and I'll talk about water uh, intoxication. That's what this is about. Yeah. But um, so what happens is you drink so much water that, and if you're not eating enough, and that's what the, what was happening. Oh, they were because they're not enough. counterbalancing it. Yeah. Exactly. So you sweat out all your electrolytes, mm -hmm. but you don't have anything replenishing it because they're just drinking water. They're not they're drinking just Gatorades. Exactly. Well, we're going to talk about that. Oh, no. <laughs> we're going to talk about ga big Gatorade. Oh, boy. So what happens is there's a, a chemical reaction when you get low sodium in your brain. Mm -hmm. Another hormone kind of clicks on and it thinks you're dehydrated. So it tries to keep as much water as possible. Okay. So that's why you don't pee. <gasps> oh, because it's like, I'm not letting it out. But that becomes a problem because you don't pee, you can't get it out, and so it becomes worse and worse and worse and worse. So actually, um, if they had got a fish up there... It would have been fine because the fish would have helped. The fish would have had sodium in it. Yeah. <laughs> and that would have helped them. Yeah. So when you go hiking... They didn't die. So when you go hiking in the Grand Canyon, keep a fish out there. And what happens is basically you're, because you have less sodium, your, your brain starts swelling. Wow. And that's why Edema. you go into... Yeah. You go into a seizure and... <sighs> rough. Yeah. Dehydration, you can recover on in the Grand Canyon. You can get in the shade. You can cool down. You can drink water. This, you have to go to the hospital. You heard it here first, girlies. You don't got to drink all that water. Put the hydro flask down. This is what we're talking. This is the <laughs> ad creep. Al, this is the ad creep. Okay. This is it. <laughs> well, good, because we're doing the episode we're right now. We're doing the episode right now. <laughs> Big hydration. So the most highly publicized account of deadly water intoxication took place in Sacramento, California. This is just an offshoot that, I, again, hyperfixation found very interesting. Mm -hmm. On January 12, 2007, 28-year-old Jennifer Strange died after taking part in the, quote, hold your wee for a wee. For a wee. No, no, no. Hold oh. your wee for a wee, like a Nintendo wee. Oh, a Nintendo... Oh, oh, that's... They're going to give people so many... Infections. Yeah. W-E-E-W-I-I. Wee-wee. So it was a contest that FM radio station KDND put on. Contestants were asked to drink as much water as they could without peeing, and the person who was able to hold the most water would be named the oh, winner. That's awful. I know. 2007, man. Yeah. Uh, the DJs joke that Strange descended belly was so large she looked three months pregnant. Oh. After the contest, Strange spoke to a friend mentioning that she was suffering from intense headache, which happens when your brain swells. Yeah. Strange's mother visited her daughter's home an hour later and found her dead. That's a shame. It was incredible. Uh, and it was, um, it's again mentioned in the book that I have yeah. that people called in, doctors called in to warn on air the DJ really? that this might happen. Oh, wow. And, and they so, were just like, I don't care. Yeah, they're like, haha, that's funny, right? Mm, flush noise. Yeah. I'm a DJ. <laughs> flush, but you can't. <laughs> the last 30 years, the Grand Canyon has had a shocking rise in water intoxication cases. In fact, it currently makes up one third of all heat-related illnesses. Wow. Which is buck wild. Yeah. Two out of three victims were women. 
far more water intoxication sufferers end up in the hospital than cases of dehydration. Mm. So why such an uptick? Dr. Thomas M. Myers, the co-author of Over the Edge, Death in the Grand Canyon, has a bone to pick. Wow. That's my book. That's your book. I love How it. How many so pages is it? It's like 500 to 800 pages. Okay, you said earlier 100. Oh, and did then I? you said 500. <laughs> it's big. <laughs> it's big. It's a fantastic book if you are just, you're just hyper fixating on like... <laughs> Oh, how many, huh? He goes, him and another doctor go through every single one. And then there's, at the end of each chapter, there's, um, they bring the case files in too. Okay. So it's sort of like the end of thin air of, of, uh, yeah. The Grand Canyon. Yeah. Quote, for decades, we've been brainwashed (gasps) by sports drink advertising. What? That we should never feel thirst because if thirst kicks in, we're already behind the curve. Their emphasis to continue to pour sports drinks down one's throat as if thirst was a dragon to be slain in advance <laughs> is proving to be just as dangerous. Sports drinks do not solve this problem of diluting sodium because they contain, on average, less than one-third the sodium we lose through sweating. Wow. So you can drink, over-drink them and still dilute their blood. It is noted that all three women were drinking Gatorade. Oh, like I do. Like you do. When I have to do my colonoscopy prep. Exactly. Exactly. Do you know why it's spelled Gatorade A-D-E and not A-I-D? Uh, I know why it's called Gator, but I don't know why it's called A-D-E. Uh, it's spelled Gatorade with A-D-E instead of A-I-D because if they spelled it A-I-D, they would be subject to greater scrutiny by the FDA oh. because it would be, quote unquote, medical. <gasps> I didn't know that. <laughs> I'm going to put that in my ad creep. Excellent. <laughs> oh, we are oh, we're doing We're doing it. We're doing it, it. We're doing it now. Doing it now. Okay. Oh, well, no. that's fine. Okay, it's fine. <laughs> Decades worth of Gatorade commercials has put in a lot of money to convince us of one thing. Sports drinks hydrate you better than water, and you need to be drinking all the time. You need yeah. to stay hydrated. It's sold as an exercise enhancement drink, one that you must drink if you want to experience higher levels of performance. It is the only thing between us and the real monster, dehydration. That monster. Monster. I, you know, as someone who's chronically dehydrated. Yeah. <laughs> I feel it. I mean, yes, uh, humans need water and humans can get dehydrated. But I was, and anyone our age in terms of millennials, do you remember ever drinking water as a kid other than, yeah. other than like the sippy, did no. you have a water bottle? I didn't have a water bottle, but I drank, I, like regularly drank glasses you of water. water. Oh, I would never. Oh, really? Oh, Sunny D? I mean, yeah, I mean, like we definitely drank when we were, um, uh, camping, our beverage of choice was well. We did do powdered Gatorade, but we also did a lot of Tang. Mm-hmm. A lot of Tang going. A lot of Tang with the Gorp. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I I just I don't remember like as a kid never had a water bottle, and then working in a camp setting, the number of kids who bring a water bottle, and it was a ground. And I'm going to talk about like early 2000s early 2010s that's when water bottles started to spike up we talked about bottled water as like an institution with our perrier yeah um, one um but the gatorade rise of gatorade and the rise of bottled water kind of helped each other out interesting 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 yeah i mean i wonder if part of it is like location because you know water quality is different all over the world that's true um you know i grew up on vancouver island where we had very 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 good good water. water 
So I was I was slamming that fresh tasty, you know. Maybe that's right because I we had um, well water for a lot of our time. yeah. So maybe that's it too, where I didn't drink a lot of water because it was nasty. It was nasty yeah. in New Hampshire. It tastes like it smells like eggs. Ugh. Yeah, because it's like lime and stuff, right? Yeah. It's hard water. It's hard. It's that water. hard water. <laughs> Jello. <laughs> Continue, please. (laughs) Gatorade's creation and its obsession with curbing dehydration has affected generations. It is the sports drink that invented hydration. Wow. It was the spring of 1965 when then assistant University of Florida football coach Dwayne Douglas (laughs) asked the campus's kidney disease specialist, Robert Cade, about why players lost so much weight during practices and games but peed so little. Hey, why are my guys not pissing? <laughs> I need piss. I need I need the piss facts. I need the piss charts. I need the piss pie charts. I need them all to be different Please shades of yellow. Please experiment on my boys. <laughs> Tell me about my boys and their pissing. <laughs> this is what they're doing. <laughs> this is buzz- like this is Buckwild. I don't know. He says some of the players were claiming they lost as much as 18 pounds during the game. Now, okay. Listen, I'll tell you something that a man in the alley told me. (laughs) Oh, okay. I was, now I was jumping rope in my alley. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You were telling me that's As I often do around midnight. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Completely normal. Completely normal uh, for just a chubby transsexual to be jumping rope in the alley at midnight. (laughs) Uh, And a man was going down the alley on a bicycle. Yeah. And he stopped and he said to me. Yeah. uh, I used to be a boxer. Okay. And jumping rope is good for you. And hey, you're doing a great job. But if you really want to lose weight, number one, didn't ask. Didn't have, <laughs> sir? <laughs> sir, didn't ask you. He said, what I should do is I should put on a sweatsuit and then put garbage bags oh on over God. that and then go for a jog. Boxers And are. I would be losing weight like crazy. You know, you'd just be really sweaty. <laughs> well, that's that's part of it. You'd be. But yeah, no, I'm not going to take his advice. I think boxers do that because they like to collect sweat and that's what they drink. You know what I mean? It's like I don't the, love that. Because <laughs> it's salty. Yeah, okay. I wonder, if you get dehydrated, you could just drink your own sweat. No. That would probably be okay. Mm. So, What do you mean by okay? <laughs> let's let's I mean, down on re- that. You're replenishing the stuff that you lose. Or like, here's another thing you could do. Yeah. Um, is you could just get regular gorp. And you could just get sweat regular. all over it. And then now you've got salty gorp. Okay, take your garbage bag, <laughs> empty it of sweat, put it Fill in it your with gorp, <laughs> unseasoned. Shake it it like a shake and bake. <laughs> now you got salty gorp, baby. Now you got salty wet gorp. <laughs> oh yeah. Look, my dog must be onto something because he <laughs> loves to lick the sweat from our ankles, and it's disgusting. Oh. He's replenishing. Do you ever enjoy the salty taste of sweat when you were young? Uh, yes, when I was young. <laughs> I mean, in a different way now. Okay. As an as an old person uh, on my lover, yes, absolutely. When I was young, I would, like, do ballet. Yeah. And then I would be so sweaty, and it would be salty, and I'd be like, that's sick, actually. <laughs> I used to do a lot of lip licking. Yeah. And I'm like, ooh, it's salty. <laughs> now I have a little mustache, and it just hangs off of there. Yeah. Like, Sorry that our listeners are learning that we're just two nasty oh birds. <laughs> Two absolute dirt heads. Our producer actually, on this wave, my producer asked, uh, our producer asked, hey, when's the last time you ate a booger? And I'm like, yesterday, my dude. <laughs> <laughs> and he's 
like, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's about right. I tell you the only thing about like transitioning in HRT that I don't like so far. Yeah. Nose hair. Oh. Because I have allergies, so I'm a very snotty person. Yeah. It just gets stuck in there. Oh, you have very fine hair, Thank but you. it's longer. Yeah. And that stinks. I'm getting the bridging in between my nose hair and my lip hair. Oh, yeah. There's a bridge happening. Oh, my God. I don't know. I've always had a mustache. Yeah. Like, pre-HRT, I've always had a mustache. But this is the first. That's incredible. I love oh, that. I don't love know. That for you. I don't know, man. Okay. Dehydration. Yeah. Um. So it was obvious wh- of why. It was obvious why these guys were losing weight because you're sweating. You're losing water weight. Yeah. Uh, but it's not the kind of thing I went around giving great periods of thought to, Cade said to a uh, reporter, Mm -hmm. that question changed our lives. So in the 60s, like, they kind of knew, but no one did science into it. Interesting. After his talk with Douglas, Cade kept on thinking about those big, sweaty, dehydrated football boys. And why they wouldn't piss. (laughs) As one does. (laughs) And got his research team to start thinking about it as well. Could you imagine the head of your lab is like, Piss. Boy piss. We gotta get into it, brothers. <laughs> we gotta squeeze it out of these guys. <laughs> we gotta get them to piss more. The researchers were particularly interested in the electrolytes, the primarily sodium and potassium, the, that the players were losing in their sweat, and how exactly it was upsetting the body's delicate chemical balance. As all good scientists do, Cade made a deal with head coach Ray Graves about letting him use several boys for experiments. Let me have your boys. <laughs> I need boys to experiment on. Can I just have a couple boys? Could you imagine being given boys to experiment on? <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> Consensually. Yes. Uh, quote, one of the reasons I have respect for Coach Graves wow, okay. <laughs> was that when we explained to him what we had found, he professed no ability to really understand what we were saying, but he accepted it. So he's like, I don't get what you're saying, science man, but okay. (laughs) Cade recalled in an interview, he gave a 1996 interview in the UF Oral History Project. But he hedged his bets a bit. He said we could try it only with the freshman team. So take these only young like boys. boys. <laughs> My these... most succulent, delectable boys. Not the big boys, the little boys. Not the tougher, older boys. <laughs> it's probably a form of hazing, and I hate it, actually. Yeah, that is awful. Starting in September 1965, Kate and his crew collected every sort of sample and data they could. Okay, so we're talking piss, we're talking cum, we're talking... (laughs) Sir, I don't know why I have to jizz in this jar every day. Just do Do it. Do it. Just do it. Nike. (gasps) That's how they came up with it, actually. Uh, So it was 10 University of Florida freshmen in the football team. The boys were cooperative, but also had their limits. Quote, They would not consent to having practice stop so we could measure their body temperatures rectally, Caitlin called. (laughs) I gotta get in there. And five minutes is up. Drop them, boys. (laughs) (laughs) Getting my giant wand size. Could you imagine just lining up the boys and poop, 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 poop? I think I've seen that. uh, I think I've seen that one. (laughs) Boy, oh boy. Oh boy. (laughs) They did not consent, so they didn't do it. But the jizz in the cup is fine. Yeah. They loved it. (laughs) The results were something we may already be aware of today, but in 1965, it was eye-opening. The players' electrolytes were out of balance, their blood sugar was low, and their blood volume was also low. 
because they didn't have enough water in it. Yeah. Now that they had some hard data, Cade and his team began to figure out a way to address it. Quote, the solution, Cade says, was to give them water, but with salt in it to replace the salt they were losing in sweat. Also give them sugar to help keep their blood sugars up, but not so much sugar that it would upset their stomachs. Mm. The first batch tasted so bad, none of the lab crew could stomach it. Cade's wife suggested adding lemon juice and a new electrolyte replacer was born. Wow. The name for the drink started out as Cade-Aid. K-Day. <laughs> Not so good. Don't like it. But when the field tests began during scrimmages, the scientists began to redub it after the football team's name, the Gators. Huh. So that's why it's Gatorade. Interesting. And I heard it's A-D-E and not A-D-I. <laughs> now, where'd you hear that? I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> the first experiment seemed to have good results. The freshman Gators, who had been given the drink during halftime, rallied from a loss and came back to score another six touchdowns in one of the games. Wow. Head coach Ray Graves thought it was so impressive that he ordered a supply for the team's big game against rivals Louisiana State the next day. Kate and his crew worked over the night, quote, scavenging from their lab for ingredients and hand-squeezing lemons by the pound. Wow. <laughs> Could you imagine being a scientist? This is your whole thing. And suddenly the coach, who was kind of suspicious, they're like, hey, you did a good job with my boys. I, or I want gallons of it. And they're like, yeah, okay. And they go back to the lab and like, shit. We don't have... We don't... How many lemons do we got? Oh, God. <laughs> how much salt? Just pour all their sweat back in there. Oh, yeah, that, they made the boy, the 10 freshman boys wear, wear bags and <laughs> had gorp in it. Once again, Gatorade showed its hand. Florida became uh, came from a behind <laughs> to defeat LSU 39-102. No, no, that can't be right. Oh, in 39 degree te- temperature heat. That's wow. What Throughout the 70s, the University of Florida was selling hundreds of thousands of gallons of Gatorade annually, meaning big money for the school. Mm-hmm. Bigger money came in 1983 when the Quaker Oats company purchased Gatorade, quote, launching Gatorade from a sleepy little brand into superstardom, says University of Florida marketing professor Richard Lutz. Quaker used Michael Jordan as their spokesperson of choice and was quickly able to secure more than 80% of this new sports beverage market for Gatorade. Wow. So it's big. And they hadn't hadn't had it before. Like, this was kind of the first one. Powerade didn't exist. It's interesting because it's like there are still sports teams today where, uh, like, especially college sport teams where young men are... Uh, dying of heat stroke, even yep. with access to all of this stuff. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. And also, all the university stuff, it's marketed Gatorade. Yeah. And that's why they pour, you know how they pour it on the coach yeah. after they win? That's a marketing ploy. Um, Gatorade and his ad campaigns made the public really think about hydration. How much liquid do we need and how urgently do we need it? Obviously, humans need water, but intentionally examining how dehydration affects us started in the 60s and 70s with the Gatorade crew. Before that, the general consensus of like athletes and sports medicine was not to drink very much for fear the water weighed you down. <laughs> so if you remember, we did the Olympics episode. Yeah. They didn't drink water. Yeah. Because they thought it was like, that's bad for down. you. Yeah. Marathon and then they were shitting everywhere. And then they it fell under, fell asleep under an apple tree. <laughs> I wish that were me for real. <laughs> uh, when Quakers Gatorade hit the scene, they used sports science as a form of marketing. <laughs> forming the Gatorade Sports Science Institute. Uh. <laughs> Bring me more boys. We're going to need more boys. I need a shipment of fresh boys to the Institute. (laughs) (laughs) 
but there I need piss, I need boys. <laughs> For example, an early study done on marathon runners found that drinking Gatorade was better than drinking nothing at all. And may I say, duh. <laughs> that was their that's the that was their science. It's like, yeah. oh, Gatorade drinking is good. When you are sweating, it is good. It's interesting how much um, I mean it's that um Gatorade and Tang weren't like directly up against each other. Is Tang an electrolyte replacer or is it just like a. It's not marketed that way, but okay. it does have like. Powdered thing. Yeah, it does have sort of like additional ingredients. Got it. Got it, got it. Ooh, additional ingredients. <laughs> um, you said you were a powdered Gatorade family. Yeah, we had right? powdered Gatorade in my family. Oh. The only time I tried powder Gatorade was when I had salmonella. Oh, awful! We 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 were a powder drinks family. Like oh, we you had powder were? Gatorade, powdered lemonade, powder oh, okay. powder diced tea. I mean, we also it would sometimes have you know the frozen concentrate. That's what we were. Yeah, we were mo- more commonly had the powder. We were a Donald Duck orange juice concentrated juice household. Wow, love a Donald Duck orange juice. The, yeah, the cheapest never shit had in it. the Walmart. No, we had the powdered Country Time, the powdered Ooh. nasty. Sometimes uh, sometimes we had the old Minute Maid Limeade, which is a personal favorite. Dang, of mine. I love a Limeade. Yeah. Gatorade took this message and plastered it across its ad campaigns. Uh, so the idea, and I have po- another podcast from Slate about the rise of dehydration science mm-hmm. and how Gatorade kind of pushed the idea of if you want to be a great athlete, yeah. you need to drink Gatorade because you need to replace those electrolytes. But number one, as the doctor in the book says, it's not enough electrolytes to actually re- replace anything. Mm-hmm. And number two, the science shows you have to be actually performing at an extremely high level for it to do anything. That's so wild because, like, do- doctors recommend that you drink extra electrolyte-replacing drinks when you do your colonoscopy prep. Like, it's yeah. on the sheet. That's probably okay, but, again, it's not going to be enough to actually, if you are sweating or whatever, it's not oh, going okay. to be enough to So if you're just shitting, it's fine. If you're just shitting, it's fine. I guess I wonder if someone could suffer from water intoxication getting ready for a colonoscopy. Who knows? Because I mean, because at least the the thing about a colonoscopy is the water is at least coming out of you. Yeah, it's coming. Rapidly. But, but there could a be vengeance. a point if... If you drink too much, your brain just shuts it off. Yeah. Right? Could be. Or maybe not poop. I don't know. This is well, interesting. Well, there, there comes a point in the colonoscopy prep where it is no longer classified as poop. <laughs> it's just hot water. It's hot water. Oh, yeah. Because it's coming through. It's, you're a big, you're a crazy straw, baby. Brother, you got to get a fish up there. <laughs> I, I got to. <laughs> you simply must. <laughs> I mentioned that this rise of Gatorade is also the rise of bottled water. See in our uh, our Perrier episode. So the push for hydration was at the forefront in the public mind. Sports drinks and bottled water worked hand in hand to push the dangers of thirst onto oh, people. Oh no, not thirst. You hate to be thirsty. <laughs> Publicly? Oh. <laughs> Me all the time. The effect of such messaging began to really show in the late 90s and early 2000s, where they said, like, you don't want to ever be thirsty. Yeah. Right? If you're thirsty, you're behind the ball. You got to be drinking those eight a day. This is what I... Oh, I didn't even get into that. The eight a day is bullshit science. Wow. Yeah. Thank God. They don't know where that came from. <laughs> they don't know. No one knows One of those freshman boys said yeah. it. <laughs> you know, I heard. <laughs> Basically, the rule that... The hydration, like, scientists say, and even the Grand Canyon doctors were like, just drink when you're thirsty. Yeah. Don't constantly drink when you're not thirsty. Just drink when you're thirsty. Your body knows. Wow. Unless, again, unless you're on medication that, that fucks that with that, mm. then you have to be knowledgeable about what your body needs. But Understandable. Yeah. Understandable. Yeah. That's also when you want to check your pee-pee. What? 
You check your color pee pee. How, how the pee- color of your urine. Yeah, 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 yeah. You check your color pee pee. Yeah, 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 yeah. If it's too watery, you're drinking too much. God, I tell you. Too, too yellow? Not for this fellow. <laughs> <laughs> There's no pee too yellow for this fellow. I tell you what. <laughs> think in the morning when I get my iced tea and it's yellow and slightly brown I'm like hmm this this piss is not great for I, me I drink two to three cups of coffee every other day yeah. most days and my piss I was, smells like coffee I was gonna ask do you get coffee piss yeah now? absolutely it's nuts it's wild it's absolutely wild do you get any other pee pee smells other than like asparagus and coffee? No, no. not really. That, those are the most, I mean, you know, there are really definitely some, my, the, the scent of it has changed overall over yeah. the past like three years as I've been no on HRT. Why. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, there is a difference. <laughs> You're just pumping out different, diff- different juice. Yeah. <laughs> So the messaging of, like, drink before you're thirsty, never be dehydrated, uh, was in the late 90s and early 2000s. This was when our three Grand Canyon adventurers suffered from water intoxication. Wow. Because they had... Got them. Yeah, got them. Got (laughs) them. This is also when there was a steep upturn in the number of water intoxication in marathon runners. Oh, wow. Leading to six well-documented deaths. Oh, that's unfortunate. So the, the... rise of Gatorade and the rise of bottled water and the marketing behind hydration and dehydration. People were ultra um, looking at it. And there's also this weird, I mean, you've seen the people with a giant gallon. Oh yeah. The big, yeah. With the like affirming like words that like drink Uh, this liter. Yeah. yeah. It's really weird. It's, it's weird. Yeah. Water's good. Hey, water's good for you. I'm going to take the stance. Water is good for you. But when it becomes like, a weird diet yeah that's fixation the that's the thing of like making it something that you're you're picking yourself up on and you're yeah sort of, like i need to drink a gallon of water a day yeah or i'm insert bad good bad good know. my skin like yeah or not healthy or whatever yeah. right look yeah one there was a couple of people who died in the boston marathon in new york mm-hmm. marathons because they were just drinking too much wow. and they weren't eating the, the, the gorp. The gorp. They didn't the fam- eat the book. Bo- the famous marathon gorp <laughs> that every runner has just a little pouch of at their side. And they're just shoving into their mouth as they go. <laughs> oh, God. Hydration is important. Our bodies are, for the most part, very good at telling us what we need. Again, if unless you're on different medications and that. Gatorade Sports Science, quote-unquote, has helped push non-intuitive drinking, which, as the Grand Canyon shows us, can be very dangerous. A note, because of the rise of water intoxication, the National Park Service has changed their own, quote, Stop He Kills hydration campaign to signs that emphasize drinking only to meet and not prevent a hiker's thirst. And also take a lot of breaks and in the shade and eat salty snacks. They had to add that in. So since then, the canyon has only seen two deaths from water intoxication, one in 2008 and another in 2015. Wow. Yeah, yeah. so the deaths have gone down, the sicknesses have gone down. Um, Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Since they, Victor Vomit (laughs) is there, he's ready. So are you ready to see an original Gatorade commercial from the 1970s pre-Quaker? I'm hyped to see what these boys brought with their (laughs) piss. They brought 
a lot <laughs> of piss. Uh, if you want to watch it along with us, you can go to our sources. We'll return after these messages. When you work up a big thirst, you can have a drink or you can have Gatorade Thirst Quencher. The professional thirst quencher. Other drinks wet down the thirst. Gatorade quenches it. Gatorade is different than juices or fruit drinks or soda pop or water. Research men created it. Thousands of athletes swear by it. Gatorade Thirst Quencher. The professional thirst quencher. Welcome back to the show. Wow. The professional thirst quencher. Research men created it. I would love research men to create more. <laughs> where, where are the research men? Where are the research men? <laughs> well, now all we got is freaking Elon Musk. Where are the, what, what happened what are to the, the research, research men? men? <laughs> I love this ad. My favorite thing is a man in a polo shirt. Yeah. Just jogging in the hot sun. It's, it's visually sunburnt. <laughs> it is. It's like one of those movies that were filmed in, quote-unquote, Mexico. Yeah. Please. Where it's really, really hot. <laughs> we open on, uh, like, this sort of beautiful golden light. Yeah. And a man is silhouetted running. The day star. The day star. So hot. So hot and bright. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, we see various shots of this man running. Yeah. Uh, the color is for orange and yellow and lime green. Yeah. Same colors that Gatorade is. Oh. <laughs> this is actually, the first Gatorade was just yellow. Oh, interesting. Like pee. Like pee pee. Because <laughs> they thought <laughs> if the boys are peeing out, they're more likely to drink what they pee out. Oh. They're like, this is science pee. Here. Wow, incredible. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's pretty short and sweet. It's yeah. telling us that it's a medical drink. Yes. That will save your soul and body. Uh, they're, very clo- they're very careful to say, real athletes drink this. Yeah. So they had pictures of the NBA logo, um, NFL, and Major League. Yeah. Um, so they're like, hey, these athletes drink this piss. You Maybe can you too. too. I mean, there is something very uh, nostalgic about the taste of Gatorade. Mm. What's your favorite Gatorade color? Oh. If you were to, I mean, you're a Gatorade professional. Yeah, I mean, I can only have, like, green uh, when I do my colonoscopy. Only green. Or clear. Okay. Um, but, yeah, you can't have, like, red, orange, blue. I oh, mean, blue. I could have yellow, but yeah. um, you got to stick to things that aren't going to stain your insides in a way got that looks like blood. If you were If you were to choose a flavor, what would you choose? I like the one that, I don't know if they still have it, but it was, like, light blue. Yeah, like yeah. the icy... There was one called Frost. and Frost there was, was good. It was like white. And it was the same light blue one. And there's like a purple tundra one or something. Oh, I've never that tried that good. one. I don't like the clear one that's cherry flavored Ugh. to me. That's not good. No. Blue. Um, I'm a blue fan. The classic lemon lime is the one that pings the nostalgia yeah. in my head, though. Lemon lime for me, it's like it tastes like salmonella. Because mm. that's what I drank when I had just yeah. too much. Mm-hmm. Understandable. No, thank you. Yeah, that was the kind that we had when we were camping. I stuff, wonder so. if, like alcohol, people out there, the creeps out there, have had a Gatorade flavor, which they will no longer have because they drank so much when they were sick. I bet. <laughs> I bet. Tell us your Gatorade stories. <laughs> um, I, I only drink Gatorade for colonoscopy yeah, now because if I can't have it any other time, I, I'll feel gross. Gosh, I think I only we have emergency Gatorade, blue Gatorade down downstairs oh, nice. in the storage room because of like. When I was sick, oh, I drank a lot of Gatorade when I had jaw problems because I couldn't chew. Oh yeah, and I couldn't. I wasn't hungry, so I just ate Gatorade. I just drank Gatorade. Yeah, um, it's 2023. It's 2023, and we're dehydrated. We're dehydrated. Yeah, 
Um, we need the girlies need a drink. I will say right now I'm really thirsty. Me too. I know this is killing me. <laughs> We're doing something a little different. Okay. This is sort of like a sports drink ratatouille. So well, okay. It's about. Um, that we're talking about the scientist who's invented whatever this new Gatorade is. Yeah, new Gatorade. Uh, and her story, um, or his story, uh, is that they went, uh, they went for a hike. Okay. And they sat in the river to pee. As the National Park Service has you do. And you know what happened? You got fish up there. Fish got up there. <laughs> but this fish yeah. is like, like a ratatouille situation. The, oh. The fish is steering the person from inside to make the greatest <laughs> electrolyte drink ever known. Because fish fam- famously, famously, famously ain't thirsty. No, because they they in water. Yeah, so they know the secrets. They know the secrets. <laughs> so there's a it's a commercial, uh, you know, for this woman's product. Yeah, and uh, it's uh, you know we're seeing fish swimming through. Yeah. we're seeing wonder water scenes, lots of rushing water, and then it's like, are you thirsty? And uh, it's very blue in contrast to this commercial. Yeah, that we see. it's very red. red and green. So there's very like cool tones. Okay. Uh, and then it's you know we're seeing the sports drink. We're seeing people swimming. Yeah, it's really swim focused. Just a lot this of water. One. Yeah, we're a lot of water sports. Uh, in this one. We got maybe uh, what uh, Michael Phelps. Sure, why not? Uh, we got. You know other famous swimmers that exist. You got it. And uh, hey, you got to get it. Uh, we're not we're not talking about the fish in the commercial. That's a secret. That fish <laughs> is trying to make some cash. This is very like Scientology. Yeah, where there's like different levels, and if you go too deep, it gets real weird. And eventually, <laughs> someone's gonna make a biopic about this. The fish scientist person. and the fish. Huh. Um, and sometimes you just gotta get a smell up there. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so know? the fish knows this the. The science. Yeah. The fish. And maybe finally, because with the fish's knowledge, Gatorade will actually replenish electrolytes. Yeah, the fish is going to make it happen. And But it'll taste awful. Yeah. Because it will. Yeah. Because it's sodium and, and potassium in that, right? Yeah. But that doesn't matter. We will truly attain a higher level of hydration. Because of the fish. <laughs> because of the fish. Well, you know what they say. Huh? You who smelled it, dealt it. <laughs> you're mad. <laughs> I can see that you're mad and I love it. Uh, can I show you a local ad that's the opposite of hydration? Yes! <laughs> <laughs> oh, so this comes to us from Philly. Oh, we love to see it. We love to see it. Philly um, local ads really give me a pick-me-up. Good. Yeah. Hungry? We're ready. <laughs> wow! You do like you know that? the story about how they got Cinderella? Uh, it was when before Cinderella was big. Oh, I was wondering if it was before or if it was after. <laughs> no, it was when they were like sort of starting to be up and coming. Oh, okay. Because it did advertise in the commercial. It did advertise their album at Sam Goody. Oh. 
Did you see, it was a little scroll at the bottom. I didn't, but yeah, that was my understanding when I found it was that it was it like could be their of, new like or maybe they were making appearance at Sam Goody or something. Yeah. My favorite part, I love hair metal. Yeah. I love it so much because that's my dream gender, actually. Uh, but also, the way these boys ate their hot dogs. Oh, yeah. They try to do it, I guess, in a weird masculine manner. <laughs> but one of the boys just, like, the bun missed the mouth completely. Incredible. It was really That always good. happens to me. <laughs> Sometimes you just want the wiener, not the bun. Yeah. Often. Often. About that, interesting. <laughs> if you <laughs> if you have a commercial featuring, um, I don't know, a music star before they were big or after, and then they needed some money, you can email us at creepsidegmail.com. Please do. You yeah. can also find us on co-host. You can find us on Blue Sky. You can find us on Instagram. We're at Ad Creeps at all those places. You can also find us on Kofi at Ad Creeps. Where yeah. If you want to drop us a dollar or two, we really appreciate it. I personally am unemployed. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. We're both unemployed. And look, 2,000 page books about the Grand Canyon. They ain't cheap. They ain't cheap. Especially in American. I had to buy it in American. Oh boy. They ain't cheap. Okay. Yeah, feed our hyperfixations. Thank you and we love you. Thank you. We love you. Until next time, we are signing off. But first, a word for my spouse. Hello and welcome to Ag Creeps. That's better. Hello and welcome to Ag Creeps, a podcast from... <laughs> wow, 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 wow. Third time's charm. Hello and welcome to Ag Creeps. Don't mouth. <laughs> I didn't do anything. Your, mouth, your lips are moving. <laughs> I, it's called smiling. Oh. Try sorry. it sometime. Are you just asking me to smile more? Yeah. Rude. <laughs> <laughs>